Okay, the next game we're going to talk about is the Arizona Cardinals going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. And um, the Raiders defeated in overtime. And I, I'll I'll give my piece in a few minutes. Raiders sitting 0-2, call them at the bottom of the AFC West. Granted, they started the season against Justin Herbert and that unbelievable uh, hybrid offense and, and you know some of the defense getting to Derek Carr last week and so far looked like something from a movie at one point but uh, they've had a difficult start but you know they had it <laughs> they had a lead yesterday and, and they couldn't get it over the line are you concerned about their progress in the AFC West this season especially now that they have to play Kansas City twice they have to play Denver as well I mean it's going to be a very very big few weeks for um, Josh McDaniels and this Raiders team that are trying to get their first win in week three. Yeah, it's going to be a real test of Josh McDaniels, the the coach. And I, Stephen O'Rourke, had uh, tweeted at halftime yesterday saying he was a little bit worried. You know, even though they were so far ahead, and I said, Ah, oh, no, it's uh, you, you'll be you'll be fine. And um, you know, if there's the team you want to be points up on, it's the the cards and wow, was I made to eat my words because Kyler kind of turned the, the narrative, which has always been that, you know, he doesn't respond when when he's in, when he's in a hole. But in fairness to him, it, like that was, that win was his yesterday, much more so than Cliff Kingsbury or, or anybody else. And uh, I'm sure um, Brian and Mark will, will likely get into it. But for... The, me for the Raiders, the, the concern is, is around um, Devonta Adams, right? I had talked about how his grandparents were coming into town and he was so excited for for this. He had two receptions for 12 yards, right? We were told all offseason that this was it. They, they, they were, knew each other from college. It was going to be instantaneous and this was going to be fantastic. That would be the the concern, if um if you're Josh McDaniels and um look at looking at this, they need to get Derek Carr and his best wide receiver on the same page ASAP. Brian, the Cardinals have come under a lot of uh, what's the word? Kyler Murray's come under a lot of uh, crap over the last few weeks. Controversy. He was unbelievable last night, especially towards the end of the yeah, game. Yeah, he completely. Like the Raiders' defense was on their on their knees. They, they were so tired. He, he essentially tired him out. And when he's continuously running like that, you know, it's very difficult to to manage him when he's in that kind of form and when he's healthy and he's the road runner, as I like to call him. He, you know, it's very difficult. Um, I just want to jump back to Devontae Adams piece. He was only targeted seven times as well in the game, but they did double cover him. They, they double covered him for the entirety of the game. Green Bay, where he was double covered in Green Bay, with they found ways to get in the ball and get into the end zone and, and make explosive plays. So they're going to have to figure that out. If you look at the numbers throughout the course of the, the other players, uh, Monroe and Renfro, they were up 60, 70 yards. So essentially, they just moved away from Adams because it wasn't going to work. But they're going to have to figure that out. They, had tw- they were 20 nil up at half time. They scored three points in the second half. They didn't convert one tour down in the entirety of the second half. They literally did, couldn't move the ball for the, for the entirety of the second half. I mean, one touchdown probably would have killed the game off and they couldn't find it and they, let, they left the cards hanging around. I know 20 nil it sounds comfortable but they were still hanging around, still had them opportunities to get back in and then Hunter Renfro who had six uh, fumbles in the of last season, he's had three in a week so he needs to correct that issue because you know after the, and it was a strange play call because he, he fumbled the one before that and he got away with it and they went straight back to him and he, his head wasn't right and he, he fumbles again. 
and Simmons punches the ball out. So it's a great rallying win for the Cardinals for a team that's trying to nil down. And we've said last week they looked like they were going in the wrong direction on Friday or last Monday. I think we suggested that they might end up 0-4, 0-5 the way they were going, but they've got off the slide very quickly. Similar performance uh, in terms of passing, Mark, that Kyler Murray had to Mac Jones yesterday, stats-wise. Both had a touchdown, one touchdown, one interception, and very similar completion rate. Yeah, slightly different, I would say, in terms of impact, dynamism, and excitement, uh, to say the least. Um, I'm just reading the numbers. Like, I'm, I was yeah, delighted. The Mac that's always the story behind the numbers. I mean, like, let's, let's be fair. I mean, the Cardinals in the first half were abysmal. Their offensive line was turnstile. You have Max Crosby smiling and laughing because every play, it was like, you know, I don't know, Christmas shopping for the the Raiders' D-line. And the offense, you know, still left points on the board, but they were efficient. And yes, 20 nil up. And the same way the Rams came, they were 20-odd nil up and everything. It looked like these late frame of games are going to be a bit boring. There's going to be a few runaway victories and everything. So fair play to the cards for fixing their woes and fixing elements and obviously tightening up on defense as well at the same time against an offense that lost its way. But how much, and I think Colin kind of alludes to this, how much was that an offensive change or Cliff Clingsbury fixing that offensive line? And how much is it just Kyler Murray doing Kyler Murray things? Uh, more than a few comments from Cards fans this weekend. It's like, do we still need that study clause? Like, I mean, does he need to study anything? Or does he just make it up freestyle? Um, the two-point conversion will live long in the memory banks as one of the great NFL plays. 21 seconds, the ball's in play for that. And in the end, it still looks like he just walks it in uh, just with the speed he has. Every single one of those plays was essential. If he doesn't get that two-point conversion, he don't get enough points to send it to overtime in the first instance. So it's all of those incremental plays during the fourth quarter delivering when he had to. And yet, it could have still gone wrong. Let's remember, they got stopped on that first drive in overtime. Um, but the Raiders seem like a defeated team. Brian rightly notes, Renfro fumbled twice in a row, but in between that was Carr almost throwing an interception directly at the defensive back. It almost looked like there was they were just trying to find a way to throw it away and implode in relation to it. So very sad for Raiders fans. Again, amazing that this comeback only ranks third on the list of comebacks that we're talking about in the show for week two. Um, just the craziness in the NFL. And the the funny thing is, you've all you lads have pretty much summed it up. I was going to talk about Hunter Renfro and the fact there was two fumbles there. The pass to Marquise Brown from Kyler Murray was stunning, and I I've been very vocal, especially online, about Kyler Murray. Like, do I think he could maybe take it to the next level if they can find a way, as you said, Mark, to play both halves and play every quarter to the standard that they did towards the end of that game yesterday? They'll they'll be in Arizona in February. I have no doubt about it in my mind. Um. I still think Cliff Kingsbury is a completely woeful coach for this Cardinals team and time will tell whether I'm right or not. But the Raiders, I think, are now in a position where, yeah, like, you know, the Chargers have lost the game. There's massive issues and I know somebody will talk about it later on about the Broncos and their offense. The Raiders are 0-2 going into week three of the season and, you know, like, people had them to win the West. Devante Adams' lack of involvement on Sunday was staggering and I think it's going to be intriguing to see what happens over the next few weeks there and I for one can't wait to see because Derek Carr was the one that came out in the offseason to say that um, that no one's given him a chance and there's a lot of pressure and it's 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 going to be interesting Brian you have a quick point to make I just think we, we shouldn't overreact to certain teams who are 0-2 because it teams could have gone very different for, for many teams and not just for, for the Raiders there's other teams that are 0-2 that have lost games close games in both weeks 
of, of course, but they blew a 20 point lead. Like, you know, they were 20 to, to zero up in what the third yeah, quarter really, like it, at it, home. They could write the wrongs next week very quickly, and then obviously the narrative changed. And, yeah, and they could. Yeah. Well, they so, have a difficult one next yeah. week and it, it, to the Titans, and again, we'll see how the, the Titans could be on two going into that game, depending on how tonight yeah. goes, and a lot, a lot is expected of them. Let's hope that game's on TV as well on Sunday. I'm, I'm setting the bar straight here now for all these TV games. Uh, right, uh, Bucks going up against the Saints yesterday. Colm, I'm intrigued to talk about this for a start. Like, I let these two lads talk about the game. You text me at 5 o'clock yesterday with a video of Tom Brady walking into the stadium. Who's his dietitian? Can I have his number? And uh, he didn't look bothered. Like, he just seemed, it's, there's something different about him. Am, am I losing my mind here? And I don't want to ask Mark this because I'll get a biased response in, in a good way. Oh, he's fine. There's, he doesn't look interested at all. He does not seem the same interest as Tom Brady that he has been. Uh, statistically, over two games, he has thrown one touchdown. He hasn't been over, I think, 210 yards in either game. And he has a hell of a test in week three going up against the Green Bay football Packers. How many touchdowns has he got? Two. Was it's it? 100% increase on in what you were saying. I thought he only had one touchdown pass each, each game. Oh, oh, one no? per game. Sorry, Michael. Yeah, yeah. yeah one, one, one per game. One, per game. one against yeah. Dallas and one against the Saints. And Lenny Fournette wasn't effective in the run yesterday at all. The Saints found a way to stop the Bucks, sort of, but then Jameis Collum turns back the clock to 2020, 2019 and throws three picks. What a game. What's going on in that division? Because you got Brady, who's out the door, out the gap, as some lads say in the South. Uh, <laughs> Baker Mayfield who couldn't beat the Giants fair play to the Giants and you've got the Falcons who look meh for like half half the game and then they go mad and then they come back and then they don't come back and Arthur Blank's a joke and then you've got the Saints and we don't know what's going on that, that, is, that, that, that division at the minute is, is a, just what's going on please explain to me what's going on because I need to know what's going on well, I, I, I think it's a different thing for Tom Brady, but I've said it on the show numerous times. It's Tom Brady's universe. Like We saw it all yesterday with Brady. He didn't have a good game. He threw the toys out of the pram. He was fight, He started a fight. Well, Bruce Arians started the fight. Tom got, got involved, and he still ends up winning. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like it, I mean, it's it's the Gary Lineker quote about you know football is a simple game. Twenty two players chase a, a ball around and the Germans always win. Yeah, football is a simple game. Twenty two players chase a ball around and Tom Brady all, always wins. I do think the wonder what Bruce Arians was at. Um, right? Why is he on the sideline? Why is he looking to antagonize? He he's no longer involved there and I get it you win a Super Bowl and you get all sorts of um the the club bestows all sorts of honors on you but um he he's he shouldn't be on the sidelines winding opposition players up and that worked I mean look the the Saints fell for it um but Marshawn Lattimore gets absolutely um, flattened um by Mike Evans who again got sent onto the field by Bruce Arians but this is who the Bucks, outside of their struggles on offense, their defense was absolutely stifling. Saints didn't help themselves. Jameis is playing injured. But the Bucks are, are the Bucks. I, there's nobody in the NFC who is going to want to um, face the the Bucks, and whether that's the Packers or whether it's the the Rams, and whether it's on the road or not. I there's a reason I I picked the the Bucks in in the the preview because. You just can't bet against Brady. 
Brian, do you agree with me in any way, shape, or form? There is a difference there, surely. I bet like, Gollum's calm spot on. It's going to be tested on Sunday when, when Rogers pulls in the town. I do agree with you, Michael. He's not playing to the level we've seen before. But he, there's a com- combination of things. One, maybe it is. Maybe he's not back fully fit. Maybe taking that time off during, during the training camp has, has impacted him. He, he's, he hasn't got all the players available to him. Um, Evans hasn't helped himself. He's got a suspension now. He's out at Packers game on Sunday. And bearing in mind, Julio Jones is, is unlikely to play. Godwin's going to be out. So he hasn't helped the team. Um, what I would say is, yeah, the, the row was uncalled for, but again, you saw how the players reacted to anybody having a, having a pop of Brady. So it shows there that there's still the camaraderie within the camp and the team. And their love for Brady is very evident. What Evans went over to the referee and says, it's Tom Brady, what did you expect me to do? You know, that's what he said to the referee, clear as day, if you watch the, the, watch the pullback. I was hoping you would have the answer because there was so much going on last night, I didn't get a chance to actually figure out why was Bruce Haynes on the sideline. Column says, yeah, okay, he's won a Super Bowl for them. This isn't Bill Belichick we're talking about, he's won one Super Bowl for the team. And all of a sudden he's back on the sideline. How's Todd Bowles allowed that to happen? He, it's his team now, he needs to move on from that situation. It doesn't make any sense. The Bucks defence... Struggled for a large part last season, but they're a serious outfit. The two games, I know the Cowboys were hapless last week offensively, but like the Saints have got a lot of players there. Thomas coming back, Alave, Landry Brown, and Kamara was a big loss to them, but the Bucks defense this year could be. We're also used to Brady and the large, the great stats and all the touchdowns. Maybe it's his last season will be more geared towards a team that's defensively dominated, which allows him not to have the best of seasons, but because we're so used to seeing him being. So great, maybe we just have to accept it's not what we're going to see this year. I was waiting for you to set me up, Michael, but it's all right. Um, I've, I've not had a set up. I mean, let's no, no, see what no, happens next okay. Um No, what I was going to say is um, a couple of things I'd just add to what the lads have said. Look, one, Jameis Winston apparently is playing with literally broken bones in his back. So credit to him in terms of toughing it through. However, three inceptions in 13 minutes at the end of the fourth quarter. I mean, the, the Bucks kind of feasted in many respects on his lack of mobility and and uh, and, and to, to clearly carrying injuries in that regard. Um, Lattimore's ejection is the most surreal thing in the whole piece. The only way I can justify is because it did launch a 106-man scrum in the middle of the field, that the referees, instead of trying to interpret through who exactly threw who and pulled who at various stages, were just like, Look, how did this all start? It was Evans and Lattimore again. Look, let's just eject one from either side, offset penalties, and be done with it. Um, so practically, I think he's a victim of the subsequent circumstances, though not as if he had done something as egregious as Mike Evans with a bit of a cheap shot, in fairness, from the side. Um, but yeah, Brady's not the same. I mean, he's not pulling up the stats. The Bucks' offensive line was dominated by the Saints, and we've talked a little bit about the loss he's had through the interior line there. And as Brian kind of alluded to, those targets have all changed. Didn't have Goodwin, uh, Godwin, didn't have Jones to this game, obviously lost uh, Evans. I mean, he's throwing the, the touchdown to Perryman, which wouldn't necessarily be his first read in those circumstances. And the Gronk security blanket uh, isn't there anymore. So is this something that's inevitable decline and he's going to start noodle-arming it like uh, Peyton Manning did towards end of his career? Maybe, or maybe it's something that just evolves as the season evolves and unfolds. The reality is Evans had to come on to protect the OAP. You know, you give up your seat for an OAP. You've also got to protect them from mouthy cornerbacks as well, apparently. And uh, we'll learn a lot more. We will learn a lot, lot more about this box next week. But for once... 
I won't be interested to see Brady versus Rogers. It'll be that Bucks rushing defense against that Packers rushing offense will be the interesting matchup for me. Yeah, I was looking at tickets for the Packers there, and I seen obviously just with the game in a couple of weeks' time in London, and I seen it's like seven hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket. So for this game, and it could be Rogers Brady's final game together. Who knows? Maybe Brady will throw a touchdown in each game and get to the NFC Championship game. That is the um, end of this segment. Uh, if you want to listen to the other segments of the podcast, please feel free to do so. I uh, really appreciate your support on the podcast, folks. Uh, thank you very much.